I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. What Drives You is brought to you by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping life and leadership coaches. Visit Ziggler.com and let them inspire your true coaching performance. Yeah. Welcome, Driven Community, and thanks for joining the conversation. We all want to live a driven, inspired, and peaceful life, and together, we're learning to drive further and enjoy the ride. This is what drives you, and I'm your host, Kevin Miller. In this episode, we continue our discussion on misbelief and strive to get to the heart of how our beliefs primarily exist to serve and protect us. However, they are seldom, if ever, fact. And I want you to hear that. Few, if any, of your beliefs and mine are fact. They are not right, and others are wrong. And a dramatic amount of our current problems and stresses and relational issues are due to our unhealthy relationship with our so-called beliefs. So Duke University professor of psychology and behavioral economics, Dan Ariely, he claims that they are mostly in truth misbeliefs. That's where the term comes from. His book is called Misbelief, What Makes Rational People Believe Irrational Things. And it's our muse for this series. So my co-host here is my brother, Jared Angaza, who every once in a while I will remind people is actually my full blood brother, even though we have a different last name and we look nothing alike, but our parents assure us that it actually is so. But through a lifetime of us pursuing wisdom, I think we've seen our early beliefs of our upbringing change, uh, evolve, get rejected maybe. And so we're going to try and get to some of the root issues of what our beliefs are actually useful for and when they are not. And ultimately, I hope we can showcase uh, the great freedom there is in trading in that word belief for the term of faith. So as I set that up without you knowing what I was going to say, how do you feel about that? I did not, but you were speaking my language. <laughs> That's <laughs> why you're on the show. As you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So to be fair on that, it was our, can I say our mentor, Anthony DeMello, and I was looking up just an overall thing and he dedicated his, his work ultimately. So Anthony DeMello, he was a Jesuit priest. He has a book, Awareness, and a bunch of others that I, I really like and Jared us too. And he had his work was teaching the four basic principles, consciousness, wholeness, faith rather than belief, and spirituality. And it was in the book Awareness where he actually called it out. And he said he kind of was, you know, he could be rather blunt. And I wish I had I didn't have the book with me, but he really said, Oh, it's you know, nice of you to have that crutch of saying you believe, and then that's it. And you don't have to think about it anymore. Again, I'm paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. So all right, so there you got my lead in. Uh, I get to jump the gun since I open up the show. 
you listened to the discussion with Dan Ariely. So uh, jump in, man. Well, this is definitely something. I mean, you know, I was a fan of him before he even came on the show or before that was a thing. I, I know you're a fan of most people I bring on the show that I never knew about, but you already did. So <laughs> you should be hosting the show. I'm super excited about all the guests. <laughs> I know. Um, so this is an area of, you know, the discussion of belief, even maybe versus faith. I don't know if we can say versus faith, but there's, there's, there's belief Some in faith. Some semantics kind of in, get in, in there this. and I end up looking up the definitions, but yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and for this discussion, let's go with kind of what is the colloquial term or a colloquial kind of uh, understanding of it rather than even just the definition. Of which? Belief or faith? Either one. Well, just like what, got, what do we... Well, go ahead. I got belief. Yeah. Go belief ahead. is an acceptance. This is interesting. This is, so this is just Google. This isn't... I don't right. know if it's web search. It's just... I like to type in and see what the first definition that comes up because I figure that's the cultural... That's the colloquial one. Yeah. That, that's the one that's like, okay, that's the one that people usually think of it as, even if it's not real, but it's it's the one that people think of. Yeah. That's what people, drives our culture is what the people think, not what's actually in the dictionary. <laughs> and that definition, yeah, yeah, is an acceptance. I love that they use that word. I'm like, oh, applaud that. An acceptance yeah. that a statement is true or that something exists. And it's... Uh, another one is trust or faith or confidence in someone or something. The so, first one's pretty accurate though. It's an acceptance of a truth or, or of a, what you believe to be true rather than it's an acceptance of something that you believe to be true. I think at that point you're saying, okay, I, I commit to believing this is true. Thanks. Commitment. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I, Cause one of the words that Dan uses is I conclude. Right. Same. I, I've, I've been on my high horse for years that I wish everybody, I don't care if it's the scientist over here or the pastor over here would just say, look, from everything that I've studied and experienced and figured out to the yeah. best that I can understand, yeah. I'm going to conclude X and go forward in that faith. Yeah. Thank you for saying that that way instead of saying Jesus said, or you yeah. know, the protons said, or whatever. I'm, I, I intro this way a lot when I'm talking, when I'm speaking to a group of people, like you know these small groups that I speak to or whatever, like in my community. And I say, look, so far, this is where I'm at. I just wanted to preface with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying this is like the the word of God or anything. And this isn't something that I'm necessarily even saying is truth. But so far, this is my understanding. And I've studied a lot. And most people know that if I'm offering an opinion, it's after a whole lot of study. I'm not flipping about this stuff. <laughs> so uh, I'm looking at that and saying up to now, or, uh, up to this point, this is what I am currently understanding. And at this point, I'm obviously deliberately interchanging understanding with believing. I then get into my faith. Uh, my faith is a, you know, man, I started to say that's what I believe, but I know it's so hard. But at it's this point, no, and what Dan's getting at is more accurate, I think, for, for what I feel. I... Well, let me let me back up a little bit on this because th th what we're looking at is we're trying to at this point pick apart the idea of faith a little bit for context here. Uh, one of the things that he said it was actually the last thing that I wrote down. I have it here in my notes. And he said a, a high level of attainment, or, or like if you're if you're doing well, <laughs> you know, in your self actualization, is to be comfortable not knowing. Now that's a faith element. I. As you know, studied you know the uh, indigenous belief systems for a long time, uh, most or my whole life since I was a kid, and 
Actually, in, in, you, you use that word a lot and other people do too, but it's not like a culturally known term when somebody says indigenous. There's a lot of people that are going to hear that and they don't really know what it is. Indigenous essentially is is the idea of of um, a group of people that have um, a way. And again, that now we get in faith and ways and things like that, but a way of being that is, well, when we talk about indigenous folks, it's people specifically referring back to stewards of our planet people that are, you know, the people that I've worked with in Amazon that have been stewarding the forests and helping them to actually be better off than what they are without humans. That's a beautiful thing. That's how I think we can live all in symbiosis. When I look at indigenous communities, I'm obvious, I'm always looking back at communities that have lived before us that lived in harmony and symbiosis with each other and with the planet. Now that's not always the case with indigenous communities. And you, but can, yeah, for, you, and you to, can unpack that because I, I, I want to say from a layman's term, just just go back to like before the grand you know civilization and before back when we were more primitive and not whatever we are now yeah i mean you can have either indigenous populations that are alive today however so but so there's some stuff there but i I often often talk about ancient wisdom and so on now before i get too far (laughs) on that tangent i'll come back to where i was the the idea in studying the lakota which i've done my whole life that the the idea for Lakota when they reference the idea of God, and to be clearer, maybe their their reference to God is probably more like the Christian perspective of the Holy Spirit. Just to be clearer, but uh, they you know they'll say Great Spirit Creator whatever you'll you'll hear that kind of uh, in modern discussion because it's it's easier to understand that way, uh, or easier people to to relate to and grasp. The, they say when they talk about God, they say Wakan Tonka, which means the great mystery, huh. which means I'll just go ahead and interpret rather than translate. Interpreting that is to say, we understand that there is a creation force out there that is not us necessarily, and that we are part of, but there is some creation force out there. We dare not put our finger on it and say, this is a person, or this is a being, or this is a man or a woman or a thing or whatever. They're just looking at it and saying, there is a force here that is greater than, than we, and we call it the great mystery because we're perfectly comfortable, if not more comfortable saying, we don't know. We have faith that we live in a benevolent universe. We have faith that this creation is of love. We have faith. We don't know. We're not putting a name on it. We don't call it a certain way. Well, we say Wakan Tonka, but it just means great mystery. That's what it literally translates to. That's very different than what we have in a lot of other religions. It's Buddha, it's God, it's Jesus, whatever. There's these things. But the idea is that in these indigenous space, and this is Lakota that I'm talking about, but it's pretty pervasive amongst most indigenous populations, is this idea, first of all, that we're all interconnected, but also that we should revel in the unknown, not necessarily always have to say this is exactly it, because then that creates some sort of belief system that then you get attached to. DeMello talks so much about attachment. Buddhism is obviously a lot about the uh, you know non-attachment. The When we create a belief and say, this is exactly like this, a lot of times what we do is then we write it down in a book. We say, okay, this is the thing, and it becomes you know the Bible or whatever it is. It becomes mm-hmm. a thing that's written. And starts to get some like concrete edges around it. In traditional uh, indigenous beliefs and ancient wisdom and so on, no people didn't do that. 
they didn't they felt like that would deconstruct kind of the the beauty and divinity of what we were talking about to 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 put a human label on it and say this is a belief it's in a box it looks just like this boom done as opposed to saying here's a direction we talked to the last one about happiness with Arthur Brooks you know it, that ha- happiness is a direction There's some similarities here that the, the faith is really a direction kind of that we're believing in it's not necessarily a whole bunch of specific elements around it that are saying, this is exactly what this is. In fact, part of the beauty of the faith is that we don't know. Otherwise, it's not faith. It's just a fact. We don't necessarily say, I, I have a fact. We say, I have a faith in this. A dr- I, well, I appreciate you bringing it back to it, a, direct- a direction because let's go to, call it what you want to, being primarily vegetable driven as a dietary means. So we look at that. Yeah. And say that is something that through our personal experience and 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 research, you know, that has pointed to things, but we can't boil it down to a right, wrong, a box, a fact, or whatever. But say, I, you know, from what I'm seeing, I'm going to choose the direction of more vegetables and less or no meat or processed foods or anything that comes from an animal. In my case, yeah. well, for, yeah, yeah, and, and I do, I fudge on that, but my, well, my general direction is the same as yours. I just take some offshoots to cheese and you incorporate more it's not an offshoot or a bad thing it's just you incorporate other elements that i don't but the direction is generally the same that we have chosen to have faith in so can we come down an intentionality and look yeah but look at everybody else's meal and go okay that's wrong that one's right that one's wrong that one's right because that you know because then you come back to the subjectiveness of me wanting to say okay the salad is better than hot pockets and my buddy randy the doc would say unless you're starving to death and the hot pocket will actually give you life. Okay. But come, and you go, yeah. well, no, but that, that's where we get into trouble, but go back to the faith of what you're talking about. You know, you're talking about these indigenous uh, folks and cultures and that we grew up and I'm not picking on Christianity, but I'm going to yeah. cite it because that is our upbringing Yeah, that we grew up in, but I'm going to take that for call it Christianity, call it politics, mm-hmm. call it any, topic in the media today and we have made it right or wrong we have made it black or white and we're fighting about it and it's not helping anybody and so i you know i think that's a lot i mean dan spends a lot of his time you know he's from israel he spends a lot of time around the country around the world talking with people and when he talks about misbelief he actually cites in his book as a distorted lens through which people begin to view the world reason about the world and then describe the world to others. Mm-hmm. I love that because it's a perception. It's okay. This, this is what happened. A, a plane, you know, fell out of the sky and landed in the ocean. Okay. Let me tell you what happened. This, this happened. I'm going to tell you, and somebody a hundred yards down on the beach is going to tell you something very different. Maybe the objective reality is, yeah, it, a plane did fall, but why, what it meant, was it good or bad? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah is so subjective. And I love his, you know, his, his misbelief perspective. And he goes on to say, it's about how we form beliefs, how we solidify them. And I just hear you talking against the, in a sense, the solidification of a belief. It's how we then defend them and then how we spread them. And and I'm looking at it and going, well, I want to ask why, but I, I understand somewhat Maybe for me to say, take something and just have a belief. Okay. You know what? Vegetables are just, it's just best to eat vegetables in a story. That's great. I don't have to think about it. 
it just makes things easier. Yeah. You know, it is it's, easier. it's like stereotyping. It's like religion. Yeah. It's in a box. It it's, works. Yeah. Because like, we got all the answers here. It's all written down in a book. It works. And from our, I, I want to give, you know. And, and that doesn't, that's not, let me preface here too. That, that, or let me add on to this, that when I say that, that's an observation and, and and I look at religion as a practice to draw you closer to God or whatever it is that you're you're going towards in your religion to say like I, I'm 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 using this I'm utilizing this religion to draw me closer to God. That's my perspective of religion. So I don't look at religion as a bad thing. Now there are things that come out of it that can get squirrely, but that happens with all kinds of things. So I, I, I there are folks that would say I'm spiritual, don't have necessarily religion, but they have practices that are driving them closer to God. So I look at those kind of two people saying, "Cool, you both figured out things that drive you closer to God. Excellent." Yeah, whatever works for that ultimate direction and an end, as opposed to me trying to. And I do appreciate from a survival standpoint, it's just easier if I come out of the cave and go saber tooth tiger bad fire, hot, don't touch, but cooks the food and just kind of figure things out. And then I'll have to think about it and I can deal with other stuff. So we do that for efficiency. It's why we do stereotyping. I don't think we start off trying to stereotype. People say that to me all the time. They don't stereotype. And I'm like, well, it makes it a lot easier to have a conversation. <laughs> it, it does. It's like, we're having a conversation about culture. I need to stereotype to have that conversation so that we can have it. Right. It, it works and it, because it's saying, stereotyping is saying like, here's the thing that I recognize about a group of people. And, and that can be just an observation. Like I just made a minute ago about religion. It's an observation that everything's kind of in a box there. Mm-hmm. It's not a judgment. It's, it's, you know, so there's a difference there. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Well, great. I mean, to get to bring up the judgment aspect yeah. is so great that when we look at our beliefs, can't, that's a great question. I wish I'd asked Dan that mm. or posed it to him, let him grapple with it. Can you have a belief without a judgment? Most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside. And we're going to think about 20,000 breaths. According to the EPA, the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air, sometimes up to a hundred times more polluted. At my studio, we have heat being forced through old ducts. I walk on carpet full of years of junk. No idea what's floating in the air that I'm taking constant gulps of. The solution is an air purifier and Air Doctor is just the best. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold, bacteria, viruses. They do it so your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out 
or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. Can you have a belief without a judgment? That's hard because you've now said, I'm going to, and I'm going to try to separate. I should have made my own definitions or we should to take this away because I'm saying a belief is, is almost, I feel like what Anthony DeMello is saying, it's, it's kind of just trying to tie it up and be done with it. Yes. And as opposed to faith of saying, this is what I've chosen to believe, but I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to be aware back to DeMello and lots of, I'm going to be aware and something may violate that or change that overall, or even in the moment, kind of the thing of, you know, thou shalt not, well, gosh, that's getting in deep water, but that shall not murder. I was going to say, you know, it actually says murder, like a premeditated thing. That's yeah. the actual definition. It doesn't say thou shall not kill necessarily because if somebody's coming after my kid, I'm not trying to kill them, but if, to defend them, they actually end up dead. I, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, that's a complex one. <laughs> it is. It is. But I mean, I'm exaggerating the point. Yeah. Yeah. But when we get to those, you know, absolutes, it's easier just to say, no, can't, you know, right, wrong, black, white in a box, as opposed to having to get up today and go, I mean, from a faith standpoint, it's God, what would you have for me today? You know, this, I felt like you, the calling was not to do this yesterday. That's what I have faith in. But here I feel like, oh my gosh, I feel really pushed to, to mm-hmm. go counter to that. And I have to grapple with that. I'd rather not. I'd rather just have it be a black and white. I don't have to think about it. I pull my can of veggies out for the day. I eat it. End of story. I can go on. I don't have to sit there and go, hmm, what is my body needing today? And and it actually is iron deficient and I need some you know, whatever a supplement. You know, th- there are those that say, go to, okay, I lived in Africa for 10 years. There are people that come over there and a month before they've left, every step that they're going to take is mapped out for them by some tour agency. I worked with those tour agencies quite a bit. They map out everything. They do all the things so that you don't have to think about anything. Uh, Good for tourism. Great for tourism. And it takes a bit of the fear. It takes a bit of the stress, all those things out. It takes those things and says, you know what? You want to come to Africa and do the safari. We're guessing you don't, you're not coming because of a whole bunch of things. But when it comes right down to it, it's sort of just like a bunch of logistics you don't want to deal with. How do you know? It's a bunch of unknowns. You don't want unknowns, right? You I'm want not knowns. walking out. I'm not getting off the airplane and walking out of the savannah myself. Exactly. Yeah. So then there are other folks that literally say, I'm just going to go show up and see what happens. I was one of those. Yeah. <laughs> and I showed up and just, okay, what's happening? And I ended up doing my own little safaris and things with like some Maasai guy that I met. Um, through another friend or whatever. And then we did that. I did a three week walkabout and it was epic. It's not available as a tour. I got to have something like, oh, and I've had lots of, I mean, that was what, 15 years ago. I had so many people since then say, hey, can I go do that thing too? And I'm like, uh, 
if you're willing, <laughs> but I just made it up as I went. I just went in. I was totally comfortable with the unknown. I was in situations often where it was like, I have no idea if I'll make it out of this. And I'm totally comfortable with that. That was what I was comfortable with. I liked the unknown. I was seeking the unknown. There are other folks that will say, I need something to be, I need the path to be more known. And, and there may be something that's coming over saying, hey, I'm going to write a book while I'm there. I want everything else to be taken care of so I don't have to think about that because I want my head clear so I can write a book. When, again, no judgment on any of this stuff. Or if it's just, hey, I'm not going to go unless I have all this stuff, red carpet rolled out for me, but I at least want to have the experience. Great. So again, it's not a judgment. It's just looking at, it's an observation of different types of mindsets. That And, and many, I've practiced being comfortable with the unknown, with all the other things and you know, things I've done in my life that are very, very connected to the idea of, oh my God, he couldn't have known what was going to happen when he got there. There's no way people don't know those things, <laughs> you know, and, and, or I, I like the unknown and, and, and I'll, I'll wrap this part up with, with just this one part. You know, I work with Frank White that, that talks about the overview effect. It's what happens to an astronaut as they look back at the earth and it's this cognitive shift that tends to happen in them this new relationship with earth. Uh, when, when that's happening there, a lot of people are coming back and you know, that you've heard people say, Oh, we sort of, we should have sent poets, you know, to the moon so they could come back and write eloquently about it. And that's cool. Now we have actually my friend Sion, she has gone out not to the moon, but past the space station and she's come back and she's written poetry in space. And it's gorgeous. I love it. I'm grateful for that. Thank you, Sion. <laughs> However, most often when those conversations come up, People are saying, oh, well, well can you, because I work with all these astronauts and, and they're constantly getting asked, can you articulate exactly what it was? And I'm like, man, don't. Just be okay with the fact that it was completely ineffable. You can't describe it. And I said, that's the kind, of, if I can describe eloquently everything that it is that I'm getting into in life, I don't feel like I'm really living. If I get into a situation where I'm like, you know what? And I'm just sitting there like this, like trying to talk and I can't talk. And I say, I, I can't even describe it. Those are the kind of experiences that I'm looking for. So I, I've, I've, through my practices over the years, created a, a relationship with the universe, if you will, that where I'm looking for the unknown. I, I want, I want to have something that's got me on the edge, going, God bless. I don't know, but this feels beautiful, or, or it seems like it's beautiful, or kind, or loving, or whatever. It's some wild thing. It's those wild things on the edges that we don't get to because we're really mostly looking at what just feels safe and easy here. Comfort and safety are the two things we're drawn to most and, and, and familiarity are probably the third, those three things, comfort, safety, familiarity as a brand guy and marketing guy and behavioral you know, guy and all that kind of stuff. I'm always looking at that, recognizing that's what's driving people. And a lot of times, as Dan said, that's what's driving people towards their beliefs. He said, stress a stressful environment is a breeding ground for beliefs to be created. <laughs> well, he actually, I, I'm with, he actually said misbeliefs. That's where, oh, sorry, that's, misbeliefs yeah, that's where created, the misbeliefs yeah. come yeah. because we're stressed out and we need security. And that's what has me, has me enamored with is I want beliefs because they support and serve me kind of like back to stereotyping. It's just easier. I mean, to the unknown, cause I would say I'm very much like you. I want to do, but now in the morning, I don't really want to wake up uh, for the most part, I like to kind of know where I'm at. Sometimes, you know, when you're doing the unknown, you don't know, but I kind of like to know that. I kind of like to know where I can walk right over and brush my teeth. I don't want to wake up every morning with someone hiding my freaking toothbrush <laughs> and not knowing where to do that or know where to go to the bathroom. And and some of those knowns that I have then help me be free to go after the unknown. 
when you're saying that, some of what I was thinking of too is, because I do want to give credit to, or not credit, which I say, give uh, honor to those who are more, you know, personality style wise, they do want things more consistent. They do want, I mean, my gosh, we hire people. Right. Yeah. That are Again, no more, judgment. Yeah. more in the known and we need that because while we're over here in the unknown, we come back and we don't even know where to go to the bathroom. We need somebody that goes, look, here it is. We got you covered. It's great. This is your anchor. schedule. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now go to with that though, to say, okay, regardless of that, I, can I accept, I keep thinking about uncertainty because we're in such a certain culture. We grew up in a religion. Yeah. This is a big part of it. Yeah. Based on certainty, based on it. I remember- Again, this is part of my own journey. I spoke as much as anyone, very strongly, about absolute truths. I remember. Thank you. <laughs> you do. Uh, and I, I did. I believe it wasn't. It was out of a. It, my heart wasn't any worse than it is today. It was out of a good heart. Oh, and, and I always, and, and for what it's worth, I've always known that. Yeah. Do you remember? This is a. I don't know. It was a while back, and I said something. I said, "Well, tell me about your faith." And you told me about your religion. And I said, now that I've heard about your religion, tell me what you believe to be true. Tell me what you believe in, or tell me what you, uh, what your faith is actually in. What is, what do you, what are you waking up in the morning believing is real or, or having faith in? Now that we've talked about belief, I'm, I'm, I'm switching the way that I use my words there. But what do you actually have faith in versus what is your religion? You know, people use the them interchangeably all the time. What is your faith? What is your religion? It's kind of the yeah. same question in America, in the West, in the yeah. West anyway. What did I, what did I say? Yeah. I probably didn't have much of an answer, did I? No, but that opened up a conversation with us uh, and we started talking about it. That was like three years ago. If you you asked can do me, the math on the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. If you ask me, you know, okay, are you willing to take your beliefs, set them out on the table and let them be questioned and dissected? I, I, there was a time when I would say, well, no, that's blasphemous. You don't question that stuff. It just, it's absolute truth. Yeah. And that's a lot of what Dan's talking about is, is like, how often do we actually stop and question our beliefs? Like, how do we get there? And he told all these wild stories about how I, I just related to things like, like where I, I checked myself when listening to you and Dan talk and saying, wait a minute, I know there are things in my life that I've come to some belief because it happened or like I can track stuff back and like someone having a conversation and thinking, oh, wow. Oh, I think I saw that in a movie. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, that belief came from a movie. I didn't, I never even thought of it, tracking it back that far. But all this time, I've just been, been believing this thing. And I didn't actually realize it just came from a movie. Now, maybe it was real or good or factual or whatever. It doesn't matter. That's not the point. But the point is that at the moment of my thinking of that belief, I did not readily remember that it just came from me watching a movie. I probably thought that it came from the heavens on high at some point, And I was blessed with this divine truth. We walk around the world like that, say with these very, sometimes like, arrogant. Do you, you know, do you really believe that? You know, or do of, you believe it because the podcast person you listen to. That you trust, they, which is that you fine. trust if it's Jordan Peterson or Dave Ramsey or. Kevin Miller. Or Kevin Miller or uh, Lex Friedman or yeah. whatever that we we're listening to them because we do trust them to some degree. Yeah, they've earned a relationship of trust with us, and we trust degree. that they're talking with amazing people and doing research that we're not doing. And we're but there again, I want now coming back. Now I'm trying to be aware yeah. and go. Okay, I hear that it's to the best I can figure out. It seems true. And here's another one that I really like, and I got this from a friend about three months ago. 
And he was talking about, it's, it's great. He was talking about, so they went to their rental house, he and his wife, and they're walking along the driveway. And she says, oh my gosh, man, that retaining wall is messed up. It's, we're going to have to replace that. And what's he think right away in his mind? It's like, he thinks 15 grand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just right away was like, no, it's, it's fine. And he's thinking, I can fix, I can do that. Are you, are you kidding me? This is like an afternoon where I'm not going to do that. And they had this argument about this retaining wall and whatever. And later on, what he realized as he went back out and looked at it is she's completely right. I think when she said it, I knew she was right, but I did not want it to be true. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> that stuck with me since he said that. And I think how many of my beliefs do I really want to be true? Mm-hmm. I want, well, let's, let's take one. How can I do? Let's, well, just play with me. Do one on vegetables. What if the stone tablet from God or Zeus or Buddha or whoever you know you test to came down and it said, you were actually designed to eat meat and you need to, or you're going to, whatever. If you go by blood type, by the way, I'm O positive. I'm, I'm literally the okay. guy that's not supposed to be plant-based and I've been plant-based for 30 years. But if it was proven <laughs> and an athlete. scientifically that meat was <laughs> yeah. better for you, you know, the propensity is to mm-hmm. argue against that as opposed to go, I don't want that to be true because I don't like what's happening. And then even to go further and go, you know what? I'm going to decide to not eat it anyways because I'm not okay with the ramifications of killing somebody, even if health-wise it yeah. would be best. You know, but again, let's get it on the table and just call a spade a spade and go, you know what? I believe and I really want to believe running is best because I enjoy it most. I would really rather not believe that tennis is the best exercise because I just don't care. Right. Uh, you know, Again, how, how can I put my faith, my decision to the best of my knowledge. And I like the word again, I'll come back to it that Dan used that we can, you know, well, gosh, I actually, I don't know. I'm actually questioning whether I should conclude. I could say to the best I can figure out to this point, I've concluded this. I didn't look that up. I well, actually don't like the word conclude. Maybe I should conclude never conclude anything. Means that you've come to an end point. And, and that, maybe I think, that's it. No conclusions. Yeah. So I, I maybe what is being said there wanting to be said is at this point this is what i understand that's what i was saying before i and this is where i'm at in my understanding to be perfectly accurate <laughs> i've thought about it a lot i've studied a lot and this is where i'm at in my understanding thus far it is likely to continue to evolve just like it did from yesterday to today <laughs> i expect that to continue moving forward and why would i want to stagnate and let's take then the yes let's take then the when you're on the other end as i if I'm sitting here and I am just berating you and telling you you're wrong and that meat is good and eating vegetables is going to send you straight to hell and whatever, what you can then know is, hmm, apparently Kevin really needs that to be true. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've actually said that before. I've said that to my, I said that to Sarah, my daughter, my 11 year old daughter. I was going to say, who'd you say that and, to? Cause nobody, wa- nobody who's doing that wants to hear it. No, no, no. I didn't say it to her. I said it about someone else oh. that, that was just going on and on and on. And I said, Sarah, I think that I won't say the friend's name. I think that the fr- your friend really needed it that to me, be true. It was me, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> uh, the, your friend really needed that to be true. Yeah. And that's okay. That's a great way to frame it. I, I have this note in my hand that I wrote a second ago, and it really speaks to what you're asking about. I have, in my own practice, in my own ways or whatever, I, I've had this uh, constant sort of, I mean- I'm a big fan of Richard Rohr. We know this. We're just looking at his book literally five minutes ago. Um, the he is a he draws us into contemplation. It's a, you know teaches the contemplative teachings. I really appreciate that. 
I believe that was very Jesus uh, focused, and and I, I I think that we were meant to question and, and to wonder and to ponder and to think deeply. Uh, when I'm looking and in, in contemplating my life and in a practice, for instance, and say, okay, I have this practice. Is it serving me well? A lot of times people are asking me, as you know, it's like, okay, well, why are you doing that? Or why are you plant-based? Why are you, you know, why do you choose to be a plant-based person in terms of diet and so on? You know, my reasons for that. A lot of it is just about the, the, the protection of land and, and my saying, I'm not going to be part of that industry that's, that's hurting our planet. Um, However, the health part of it has been the leading factor for the longest time. It's been 30 years. And in looking at that, I have to go back to it. And, you know, there have been other things in, in my life and your life and other things that we, you and I have talked about recently. We don't need to get in all the details. But in each one of those aspects, we can ask each other, well, do you think that is that good or is that good or bad? We could ask. We don't typically. We say, is that good for you or bad for you? Which is a better way, I think, to address it. But ultimately, I have to say in any situation, whether it be something that a country is doing or something that a group is doing or an individual is doing, whatever, if you're wondering, ask yourself and look at the fruit. What's the fruit that's coming from your yoga practice? Are you constantly feeling more joy and happiness and connection and unity? That's what yoga means. Or are you stressing out about getting to your yoga class every week or every day and you're thinking that it costs too much and you're blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the week, you actually feel more stressed because of your yoga practice than you would if you hadn't done it. I would say, stop doing yoga. <laughs> it's, it's the fruit that you're getting from it is not good. Look at the fruit of your faith is maybe kind of what I'm getting. I've never really framed it that way, but look at the fruit of your faith. Is it bringing you love is it is it helping you be love you know my motto just be love is it giving you what you want out of life look at the fruit from your diet from your faith from your relationships all that like this relationship over here is this bringing good fruit into your life i know you're going to track with me on this question that i'm going to ask mm. but i want to stick it in there because somebody may be hearing it hearing what you're saying and having a disconnect because yeah. Um, do you know the movie? Oh my goodness. Uh, it's a, it's a war movie about the guy who went to war and wouldn't use a gun. Oh, I know the one you're talking about, man. I don't know the name. <laughs> uh, shoot. Everybody out there listening is saying it. This is like, this is like wheel of fortune <laughs> and we're getting it wrong. Uh, uh, everybody who knows the, the guy, yeah. uh, uh, I even can, I even know his, what's his name? Doggone, man. We're terrible podcasters. Anyway. Anyways, that movie where the guy goes to war and won't use a gun. So here he is and he's holding on to a, I don't know, and that he may call it a belief, but a faith that is not best. And he goes in and man, it is not producing fruit for, of course, the first three fourths of the movie. Yeah. And so I want you to play with that because somebody's going to hear that and go, oh, so if I'm doing anything that rubs people wrong and is giving me crap, I shouldn't stick with it because it's not providing fruit. Now you yeah. did use the word if it's providing the fruit of love and joy and peace inside of you. So if you have something in you that you know to be true and you're confident in it with you and it's rubbing other people wrong, I think you, I hear you would say, just go with it and don't worry about them. That, that's complex. But I mean, to some degree, it, it, like say I have a certain belief system and a certain way of being or whatever, and somebody over here to my left has a problem with that and it's really rubbing them the wrong, wrong way. Yeah, that's their 
experience, not mine. <laughs> I'm over here being love and feeling like love and, and, and doing things that look to be bearing great fruit in my life, relation, relationships and health and all those kind of things like that. It's, it's fruit in my life. This person doesn't agree. That's okay. And I can be friends with that person or at least be kind to that person and say, okay, that, that's great. That's your experience of me. That's okay. I, I could talk about my experience of them maybe or something, but that, that's not the point. It's just looking at it and saying, in this situation, I've got, uh, well, in every situation, we have to recognize that things are complex. Again, there's always the tendency to rush to black and white, make it simple. We have to be listening. We have to be aware. Otherwise, none of the stuff we're talking about is going to work. It calls us to awareness when you're in the mystery, when you're in the unknown. Yeah. You can't just blindly go in with your earmuffs on, your earplugs and, and blinders and whatever. You have to be paying attention so that you can d- use discernment and make good decisions that are bearing good fruit. Okay. Otherwise, we get the plan that just says, look, just go do this. You can go in with your earmuffs and your blindfolds on. It doesn't matter. We already gave you the plan. You can do what you want, blah, blah, blah. Great. Again, that that works, that's fine. But look at the fruit. It's like, is that actually bringing you what you want? What you really want, and that's connected to what drives you, which is what we talk about. And we also recognize on this show that not everybody's real clear on actually what's driving them. They, They feel driven in a certain way, or they're doing things and they're showing up consistently in a certain way. But they're they're not necessarily sure what's driving them. And often, when we start asking questions, they go, "Oh, wait a minute, <laughs> maybe this thing with this thing that was driving me is not what I want to be driving me." Or I don't know what's driving me. Well, how do I get deeper into that? So, yeah, and so you going back to me in the past, you know why? So Kevin, you believe that why? Well, because the Bible said so, or because the passions, or because I yeah. need it to be true. It's interesting you because you use as you were talking a little bit ago. Uh, you use the word, and I just I didn't stop you, and you said the word believe. I believe it. I keep saying it. I know. I, I'm noticing it as I'm saying it. I'm like, okay. oh my gosh, so the last, stop now. <laughs> so the last chapter in my book, uh, yeah. for those of you who haven't read it, uh, it, it's chapter 10, I think. It's like a bonus chapter, and it says, here's a here's a here's an exercise to understand your drive. Take away the, using the words, and and since I've, I swear it's irritating, but since I wrote that, I found other people that already wrote that before this concept. Oh yeah, dog. It happens. Yeah. So some of Dad's favorite quotes are like from my gurus and stuff that weren't <laughs> yeah. actually his quotes. Well, I said take take away take the way a word the word need. I need to. I gotta, and just replace it with I get I to want to or I get, I get to. to. That's what I was telling Mom. I Remember know, we said I know, I know, yeah. I know. I want to or I get to or even I'm just going to. You yeah. know, hey, I'm gonna run. That's fair. Uh, it's 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 nicer than saying, "Hey, I really want to run for away from you yeah. right now." But I'm I'm going to run, and I'm going to pick up a kid. Not, I gosh, I got to run. I I need to pick up a kid, whatever like that. To change that, it makes you think about it. So I'm, I you have me thinking about that in the word belief. You want to be because you were just talking about be aware, you know, listen. Don't use the word belief, or I believe. Yeah, Write it on I, your hand for a day and go forward. Of course, if today you don't talk with anybody, it doesn't count. But especially in a social, uh, uh, um a social group or something like that, where it's going to come up and don't use the word belief or heck talk about something that you care about diet, maybe like that you mm-hmm. know, vegetarian or whatever, or your faith or politics, take something like that and have a discussion with somebody, call up your best friend that you debate about someone and do it as a practice and, and tell them if you want to say, okay, guys, let's talk about this. Can't anyway, if you <laughs> use the word believe, yeah. you put a dollar in the pot. Wouldn't that be awesome? It's great. And it, it, you know me, you're going to tell me something like this. Man. I'm going to think about it every day now. I know. And the, I, I, you know, as a, I'm a writer by trade, I'm often writing for, well, for you often, but um, even, even just saying the, uh, in the beginning, 
of a sentence. Often we will start with, I believe that, or, you know, our company believes that, you know, those kind of things. I always nix that. And I just say, I just start at the beginning of the sentence, cutting out the I believe part. I have to rewrite constantly and go, okay, I believe. And I'll, I'll, I have faith in, or I'll say, I feel, or my perception is, mm-hmm. and it gets me bumbling, which I don't want to do. Can I right. just freaking talk? Just say it and now. Not, it. <laughs> I mean, so back to efficiency, yeah. that how many of my beliefs are just to be efficient? Uh, they mm-hmm. no judgment, but it's, admittedly, it's to be efficient. It supports me. It serves me. So if I look at the propensity to believe as a tool, because I even wrote my notes in this, that I, I have my beliefs as a tool. Like trying to be honest, but I find myself here saying, I think, I think to the best that I can figure out thus far, I almost don't want to use the word belief. But I find myself here saying, I think, I think to the best that I can figure out thus far, I almost don't want to use the word belief. It just has enough baggage. If I say these- At this point, it's growing hard for me to find the purpose for it. Like, where would I have to use it? <laughs> well, I was playing with the absolute truth thing and kind of like, and I know we can get into semantics that we figured out how to fly and we figured out whatever. But for the most part, if you jump off a 10-story a, a building, right. I, some- I literally believe you're going to die. I mean, I just- I know there are people that haven't not died. Uh, see, so, and that's what so, we do. But, but even with science, like, and, and I'm in the scientific field a lot with my work and the, the things that evolve on the daily that most folks just aren't even aware of. And it's like, oh, actually that thing changed in science. Like we have to change the science books in the, in the schools now. We don't usually, but that's the things in science change constantly, especially right now, probably well, definitely at a more rapid rate than ever before because we have more technology. So on the daily, we're getting stuff that's like this belief that was taught to you and I in school growing up in, in science class is no longer a fact, if you will. It's changed. It's evolved. It would, Our understanding has evolved. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. It would be interesting to talk with somebody, stalwart scientist, I'm trying to think about a past guest, and 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 talk about, you know, are there some things that they would say from research, from whatever, are literally proven absolutes so maybe there are okay but let's yeah i mean there are some things like gravity it's it's pretty pretty absolute at least here on earth but not in other places to our point though i'm finding it harder and i feel bad when i say i believe because what i feel like i'm now saying is i've decided to put that one to bed there's no discussing it yeah i'm certain i just don't know what i can well even with gravity though we're learning more about gravity we're now learning that gravity and time are very 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 connected in ways that we did not understand before do you own a gun jared i do not you ever own a gun actually it might have I, don't yeah, answer that I question don't answer I, that I question no, no. I did, in my life <laughs> okay uh i don't either yeah you belief i mean do you, do you believe it's right wrong you know whatever i mean that's where we get into that stuff to own a gun yeah now we're getting into I, some territory. There, but, I, but that's where everybody feels like. I, Maybe let me just, talk about- Let me just say that at the end of the day, a gun is for two things in my opinion, either to threaten to kill someone or something or to kill it. That's it. You don't use it to put a nail in the wall. You just, But you just did justice to Dan Ariely's stop topic. He would say, okay, then admit it's your opinion. Yeah, it okay, is my fair. opinion. I'm just saying that's the yeah. way I view it. It's like I view it as these two things. Now, I have friends that would come in here and say- Oh my gosh, here's 18 things you didn't think of that this the, the gun can be used for that are important. Well, I, I don't know. I looked at a picture yesterday yeah. of an old friend uh, uh, who sang karaoke. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. I guess we can say his name. Oh, it's Jason Beto. Beto. Yeah. Yeah. That friend. Yeah. He's a policeman. I don't think you came up and gave him, you, he was in his police outfit. You probably didn't come up and say, Hey, love you, but you know, you're going to die in hell because you are carrying a gun. He was in the church with me when he had that. <laughs> well, okay. Okay. Yeah. But to get to those things, to think about, you know, things that we say, no, that is wrong. Now, okay. Here, no, here's gosh, this is, you know, getting dicey, uh, not dicey, but just sensitive where we would say is, uh, an absolute truth. How about rape? I'd say absolute. No. When is that ever okay? Never. I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'll put that in a, we should make a a belief list. I'm I'm good with putting that one to bed. When is that one ever? As opposed to killing someone, I don't know if I'm going to put that under the absolute thing. I mean, we're in some pretty heady territory at this point. But but everybody feels like their issue is heavy. We know vegetarians who feel like this is top of the, or people cutting down trees or yeah. You know, whatever things that they're going to say, no, it's absolutely, okay, we're making the point. We don't have to get into the issue, but that is where I feel like we have gone to these polarized, exaggerated things and made everything. And now whether you wear a green or a blue shirt is volatile, you know, politics, no matter what, even if I know you are a beautiful, amazing human being, but if you're a Democrat, I just... I can't be friends with you. And there's a lot of people that believe that way. Yeah. Well, we have a culture. If we look in the media right now, if we look at CNN or Fox or USA Today or whatever, it is the far ends of, and I don't even think it's mostly real people. I think it's people, who, it's the hired gunslingers out there to argue their side and they're drumming up and putting gas on the fire. And that's the world we live in. Social media, you go to Facebook and whatever, and it's unbelievable. It is so easy. If I wanted a thousand comments right now, I just go say something volatile on one of those topics and people's panties are in a wad and and, and it's unreal. So that is, I mean, I want to give, uh, uh, I'm not honored. I don't want to give honor to it, but just give testimony. We are in a culture that feels more volatile than ever. And I would say it, it, whether we are as a, at the foundation or not, I don't know, but we can communicate it easily because I can get on and spout off something. Well, I can't on a mic here, but you know, on Facebook, social media, you can spout off anything and, and people are are going nuts. And so we come back mm-hmm. to belief. And I wonder if one of the best things we can do is take away that word belief and question it. Like you said, be aware of why am I saying I believe that? Have I put it to bed? I am absolutely certain and even there, I would say, if even if you have, I'm just going to go ahead and for the sake of it, say, I have decided, I have decided to be certain on that issue. It is a decision. I think that's important. Uh, well, yeah. so I'm going to, yeah. like that, I'm going to, to use it as the best analogy and come up with at the moment, I am, I'm going to decide to put to bed rape. I'm good with, I'm good with putting that one to bed. And, yeah. and now even there though, are you willing to debate it? Well, if I have any confidence in me, if I have any faith in me, I would say, well, sure, put it on the table. Tell me if somebody out there is listening right now and they can come up with a reason why rape is, you yeah. know, go, go, go nuts. But this comes back to, again, why Dan is saying we are so being hurt by our misbeliefs. And again, I love that. that it's how we view the world. We have, we are making choices. You just pulled out, you know, we talked about decisions. Mm-hmm. You're making choices and decisions you have made. And a lot of us were brought up in stuff and we didn't necessarily choose. We weren't even conscious of it. So we just kind of came out and you know, came out of high school and you just kind of, we have this view of the world that's primarily been given to us. It's how we reason about the world and it's now how we describe the world to others. And as you have traveled the world more than I have, but I have too. Oh my gosh, I can't, if I had never left home, uh, 
I would have a lot more beliefs. Think about how many of your beliefs were rocked when you got to wherever the, all the places that you were at. I mean, I think about like when I got to Kenya or Rwanda, probably, I guess, first and, and thinking like, oh my Lord, like all these things I thought were just solid. I, I don't, I don't even have a, a, any, none of it made sense anymore at that point. And I, and I thought, and, and at that point, that was really a lot of my unraveling. That was, what was I like 29 or something? <clears throat> and I, I started, I had all these, I called that my deconstruction period. That's why I started deconstructing everything in another way than what I had before. And I thought, man, that these beliefs that I have, I don't know that they're serving me very well, nor do I actually even believe, if you will, in them anymore. You didn't have a reason not to believe them differently at the time. At the time. Yeah, you're right. And I think that, you know, it's, you know, difficult times or whatever often call us to question our beliefs, you know, and that's, that's when we do get to contemplate it as, as I do want to point that out because you just talked about traveling the world. So I want somebody out there who has never left home, but if they've traveled experiences, if they've experienced abuse neglect, death, uh, marriage, parenting, yeah, uh, whatever, go down there. I would hope, I would expect that you have had some changes in your beliefs. Yeah. I have beliefs that change solely because I became a parent. Yeah. There's things that I looked at at our parents. We talked about this recently and said, oh my God, I can't believe they did that back in the day. And here I am as a parent, I'm going, oh, I'd have done that too. <laughs> That's a pretty good idea. <laughs> like, and I thought it was abhorrent before, you know, or, or and now I think, oh, now my my beliefs have evolved is a way I would have said it before and just saying like, Oh my. And again, I know that the more we talk about it, I'm starting to think that it, for me anyway, a way of uh, addressing the belief thing is for me to just simply interchange it with my understanding yeah. at the time uh, rather than my belief now, or it's like my understanding now is this, uh, there, there's something that is coming. I, I just wrote this down a second ago that, our beliefs, and this is something I definitely experienced. Uh, I mean, and I was in East Africa. Our beliefs are often what lead. Man, I'd have a hard time if, if not, not just saying always believe or lead us, or division that we have amongst people is almost always fueled by beliefs. So I don't want to say belief leads to division. So I was about to say I was correcting myself. When we have division amongst people. I don't know that it's possible to have a division without a difference in beliefs that caused it and perpetuates it typically. I agree. I'm, I'm faith kind of, doesn't typically do that, but beliefs do. Okay. You just kind of took that. I, I was going to say, I kind of, you, you, cause you were saying beliefs cause division amongst people. I'm concerned and I feel like, I don't know if Dan said it that way, but to, he would say though that maybe beliefs in and of themselves cause division even in our own souls even yeah yeah. when i make a when i put it to bed uh and this brings up gosh this is interesting i just saw a note from our father who passed away three days ago now yeah and it was about a show that he wanted me to well i'll be honest he, he he wrote jordan harbinger he listened to jordan harbinger who i'm glad to say is a friend of mine who had on the show andy norman and, uh, and dad told me about it and I went and listened to Andy Norman and I wanted more. So I had him on the show and he wrote the book mental immunity. And mm-hmm. he again, took beliefs to task. It wasn't the sole focus, but it was about half the focus. That's where I went down. 
and just talked about how when we have a belief that we uh, put to bed, it's generally because it's attached to our self-image. Again, it's not about right, yeah. wrong, fact. It, it is about we've attached it to our self-image. Again, back to that thing of, gosh, I want it to be true. So I can be efficient or because it mm-hmm. protects me or because it, I mean, and hon- honestly, especially as I look back at my life, it had me, it just, it just made life easier and it protected what I've again, wanted to be. Yeah. A lot of people, we have an agenda that relies on a particular belief or truth or fact or whatever. We have to have it. If we don't have that, we can't have that belief. So we work to continue that thing, whatever it is that will uphold it, the belief, whatever it is that will uphold the thing that I need to be true to support whatever agenda I have. I don't want to believe that wine is bad for you. I really don't. And I'm afraid that all the studies out there to this point are kind of pointing to uh, it's pretty much not helping you out. It's a toxin. It is what it is. I mean, that's where I got to with it. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, but even the people I revere and stuff, I, at this point, everybody's saying that. And I, I really don't want to believe that. I still want to go, come on, Jesus, man, you did turn it into wine. God, it's so good, man. <laughs> and and maybe he would say, yeah, sure, it's great. You yeah, know, it's on the mosquitoes. On the weekend. <laughs> yeah, on the weekend. But I, to look at that and go, man, I want to fight and argue for that. And, and I really like endurance training to be what's most healthy for you. And I'm afraid that it's resistance training is the best thing out there. As I look at the research, I don't want that to be true. Just like my buddy didn't want to believe the retaining. Well, I don't, I don't want to believe that saving your money is necessary. Can't we just use what we got and have faith that more will show up? And you and I talked about running and walking and, and other metabolism and things the other day. And, and I was like, okay, I get what you're saying about walking being in this particular case a little bit more effective let's just say not better but effective for what we were looking for than running and i'm like okay cool i will push myself to walk more i will run because i love it <laughs> yeah i don't get the adrenaline uh, yeah from walking so but but I, I will incorporate now more walking more intentionally because of our conversation and somebody else out there is stoked to hear that possibly walking is actually more beneficial than, than running their body. Beneficial specifically, by, for, by the way, for reducing body body fat, I yeah. think is the big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Man, I, I mean, this is, it's it's a huge topic. I mean, Dan's book, again, is is called Misbelief. And I like that term that he's, I, I'm tempted to to think that maybe most of my beliefs are, it's misbelief and I'm, I want to, I'm going to continue to think about it because I'm so tempted to say, I'm just not going to use the word belief. I'm going to strive not to. Just yeah. like us, like you were talking earlier about using, not using the word have to, oh, I have to do this. Yeah. I have to do that. It's anytime, an intentionality. Just to say anytime that, I yeah. do that, I am opening up a victim mentality, a martyr mentality. I yeah. mean, it just by proxy is, and I'm going to force myself to reckon with it, to consider it. If I say I want to, I'm going to, what were you saying? I'd uh, use another term. Uh, uh, I want to, I'm going to, I get to, I get, I get to. to, yeah, I get yeah, to, I get to whatever. I get to go pick my kids up. Would you rather say, Hey, I don't have to pick my kids up today because they were stolen a couple of days ago. So, you know, they're out of the picture and I, I don't, I don't, I don't get to, or I don't have to and No, we, if you turn it around, you get to go pick up your kids. Yeah, and it, it is true. And if you don't, that, you got something else to figure out. And that is something that I say when I go pick up the kids from school, I say, I get to go pick up my kids when I'm just talking to someone just as fluidly as I would say, I have to go pick up my kids. I'm intentionally saying that because I am excited to go get them. 
it's, it's so funny that if you look at physiologically, if I say, oh, hey, man, I got to go, I got to go pick up my kids. You can hear the downward mm-hmm. thing. My eyes probably drop a little bit. I can't really even do it if I say, hey, I, I want to go. P-. I can't even, I can't even mimic the tone. I want to go pick it's up my kids. It, it's that, yeah, it's like trying to say yes and shake your head at the yeah. same time. Or what is that? Rub your stomach and turn your head the other whatever. Yeah. You can't hardly do it. I mean, it changes that. So if we take away the certainty, the putting to bed of I believe and say, I have faith, used another word a second ago, I have faith I, uh, to my best understanding, um, as much as I can figure out, is that what you- yeah. You're just saying this is where, this is the best of my understanding at this point. This is what I understand. My opinion. Yeah. Even that to say, to get and into- an a, opinion based on what I understand now, right now. Yeah. yeah. To get into a yeah. debate and everything's heated and stop yourself from going right, wrong, in a box, believe and go- or even just, I, again, I like, and you pulled it out, I said it, but you to say, I am choosing X. Yeah. I'm going to make a decision. Right now, we're going to walk out of that, out of the room. We're going to open the door and I'm going to choose to step on the floor because I believe it will support me. Right. And somebody's going to look at it and go, dude, it's granite or whatever that is. Of course it is. Uh, okay. But if somebody has stepped on something like that before and it gave way. Right. I'm going to have, and, and if I can, I know I'm exaggerating it, but if we can go forward, that's what Dan's saying. And oh my gosh, what kind of a better relationship can we have? If we consider it and admit that what we are choosing to have faith in is that it's not put to bed, it's not above, I didn't even want to use the word debate, but just discussion. Well, we, we talk about, you know, someone's, you say, okay, Johnny over here, his, his beliefs changed recently. So he's wishy-washy, he's hypocritical. Right. That's and then great. you say over here, okay, Susie over here, she never changes her beliefs on anything or the way that, that she looks at anything. Great. She's yeah. stubborn. <laughs> She's set in her ways. That's like, okay, well, the, those are the end of the spectrum on beliefs and people that have them. Perhaps there's that third way. <laughs> you okay. know? Uh, I'll. I'm going to bring that up in part four because I'm going to culminate this stuff. Thank you for bringing that up. I'm going to add that in there. That is great. And DeMello talks about that again. Anthony DeMello, not holding him up as God or some saint. He's just a, a, a an influencer a that I, he's a sage that I appreciate and it speaks to me. And he said, he uses that in one of his books. I think it's the aware awareness book. And he talks about the beauty of this leader spiritually or Sufi. Sufi, yeah, or a Sufi leader. Something Sufi like, is like okay, of, something like that. I mean, I, perhaps I it was know. Hafiz. I don't know, some leader. Okay, <laughs> somebody he revered, He's a poet, and but. something was brought up, and the guys, you know, the guys. And I, I'm paraphrasing, but I think it was you know somebody older, somebody who's figured stuff out, and he hears this thing, and he goes, "Huh, I've been wrong this whole time." Oh, I love that. I was, just, I was about to go with this actually. What one of the things about the 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 beliefs, you know, and as they change, is I. I've been I've been presented with this sto- or this discussion quite a few times. There was one time last year I was having this with my community back in San Diego, and I, man, I cannot remember the exact situation, but I was sitting with someone, a couple of people, and this person was going off about all this stuff at me as if I was on trial or something about my probably framed at the time beliefs, faith, whatever, and this dude had a opinion man about where he's going and he just unloaded on me and I'm sitting there and I'm like, 
And I, at one point, I'm kind of getting a little red in the face, and then I'm listening, and I'm listening, and I'm listening. And the dude finally finishes up, and I looked at him, and I was like, dude, that's solid. <laughs> he was like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, he was expecting this big fight, and I was like, I think you literally just shifted my perspective. Yeah. I'm in. Was, you know, that was probably the most boring argument he was ever in. But at the end of the day, for me, I was like, man. And I look back at that stuff, and I think, wow, what an amazing moment for me when something happens, I, I, I have such a revelation that my belief shifts. Glory. Well, that, <laughs> I'm excited and it, and it about helped. that. That's a happy day. Okay. I'm going to hear you and say that. And I'm going to say that's, I'm not sure that's natural. I would say it's enlightened. But well, I, I've that, worked hard for that. that and, okay. and you know, 20 years ago, I would have looked at you and said, no, here's my hardcore belief. I believe facts and truth on this and that well, absolute truth because okay. you would have too we both did maybe it's then. yeah and and maybe uh, if i think about that if i hear something today that changes what i previously believed or had faith in um i guess i, I at heart i probably am grateful how great that i learned something it's probably it's probably going to come out of my mouth with some negativity at first because i'm feeling r- remorseful for oh my gosh i i this has happened to me I wish I had known that before. Or, or I, I'm, I'm somewhat. I know you don't, you're not going to like the word regret, but I'm, <laughs> I'm a little disappointed because for 50 years now I've hurt. Maybe I feel like I, I've, I've, I haven't served others as well as I could have because I didn't know that. So I can have grace for myself, but I can go back and go, gosh, I didn't know that. So there's a little bit of disappointment, maybe, um, maybe lamenting. You know, on that's a good little messenger that. to to yeah. inform you of how you want to be now. Yeah, N- not. I would look at that and say, okay, don't worry about the regret. That's that's not going to serve anybody. Don't regret it or have shame about it. Brene Brown would agree. Just say, oh, thank you, little messenger that came forward. And now I now I recognize I don't want to show up that way again. I want to show up in this new way that I've just learned because I know what it feels like to show up in the yeah. old way. I just recognized it. <laughs> it does have me thinking back to what you said on the fruit. You know, if you look right now at your life and look at your... Hmm, relational struggles and strife. Well, to a couple of things you said, you know, to, to how much of those are in relation to differing beliefs, things that are not, I can't think of any that aren't, that aren't open to discussion that you've got somebody in your life and they're not open or you're not open. Um, but to first take responsibility for ourselves and to question that is that belief that you're holding on to? Well, is it a belief? And I would say that's, a red flag to look at. It may be okay. It may be one that you're okay with saying, no, I'm putting to bed. Maybe you, what you do is you, you work with it and you, you dance with it, if you will. And it does become your faith or it mm-hmm. does become something else other than just this belief that you got from. Somebody. And I wonder how much it would help to go to a person and say, you know what? You and I have been bickering, arguing, debating about this. I can't prove that I'm sorry that I have tried to hold mine up as a belief that I haven't been willing to discuss it. I, I am now right now though, I am okay with deciding to go forward in my life with faith in this thing, but it's a faith that I've just decided to have right. it's the best I can figure out. I have heard your debate. You've gotten, you've brought up, you know, good points, but I'm still going to go forward in this, but I'm so sorry for having depicted you as wrong and bad and, and argued the, you know, the issue and not caring about you and connecting and, mm-hmm. Because at the end of that, that sounds like a beautiful conversation. It does. It does. So if we think about the people that we have unforgiveness for, and to say to have to to solve that, you may not need to go back and and throw out your faith. Just claim it's a faith. If nothing else, I mean, again, if we had everybody, (laughs) how funny would that be? Like a Saturday Saturday Night Live skit to change all the headlines in the news to well. 
to the best we can figure out thus far. Yeah. You know, yeah. you should get a vaccine uh, yeah. or we would have you choose to get a vaccine to the best yeah. we can figure out. And the other side go, well, to the best we can figure out, we would choose you didn't. Yeah. Okay. That's what we decided on at least today. We'll tune, tune in with you tomorrow. Yeah. Well, you could still go have a beer with each other after that. It's not beliefs that are dividing people. Yeah. In that situation. Yeah. 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 Well, that's time for dinner. Right on. We can do that. So even though, you know, I have faith in this, I'm not going to say you're wrong. Uh, makes a difference. Well, hey, thanks big time to Dan Ariely. Uh, his book, again, is called Misbelief. And I will scroll up here to the tagline. It is called, uh, what makes rational? It's a great tagline. What makes rational people? What makes rational people believe irrational things? I can't even say that without adding one more piece to that. Every, we all believe we're rational. Just think about that though, that we all believe irrational. The person in front of you that you're debating with and arguing beliefs they really believe they're rational and you're being irrational. You believe that too. Can we just set it aside and say, look, we're both rational people. Can we just agree with what we have faith in? Folks, thanks for tuning into this. You can find his book, Misbelieve. It's Dan Ariely. You can find that anywhere that you get books today. If you appreciate this show, we would love your rating on Spotify. I'd love your rating and your review on Apple. And you can find us on YouTube where there's every day now I see new subscribers coming on and new comments. And I'll point out again, if you comment there, it allows us to comment back to you, allows me to comment back to you. I can't do that on iTunes or Spotify. Actually, can you do that on Spotify now? I think there's some new thing where they're trying to allow they're that. They're doing some Q&A stuff. Yeah. Well, it's, it's coming, but it's for coming. right now. For right now on place, YouTube, yeah. you can do that. And a lot of folks are doing that. Even if you're not watching the whole time, people are listening there and you can comment there. Uh, find me at kevinmiller.co. It's the same place you can find us on social media where we're doing a ton of clips that you guys are listening to reels and whatnot. kevinmiller.co. My book, if you want to learn how to master your own inner drive, Get my book, What Drives You, on Amazon in any form that you would like. And until next time, stay different. Yeah.